0: Hello dear listeners. You're listening to Haveratano Live Radio Show. Here with you, Abraham Barzilain. Um of course this is a live broadcast. Um today is Wednesday, March 18, March eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Um how are you dear listeners? Um Well um we passed Purim and now, Bezat Hashem, we're standing before Pesach. We're standing before Pesach, and I would like to say a few words about um, the coming Chag, the coming holiday, Be'ezat Hashem. Um, a few advices to make our Seder table, layla Seder table, um, to make it better and um how we actually can create creating a a greater atmosphere around the table, because we know that <laughs> uh, unfortunately the table becoming to be a a concept of clashes of tense stress, and it's not so nice um, this week on Monday, I had a radio show in radio station which called Kolba ramah here in Israel, and uh, I spoke about the Shulchan Shabbat table, and one of the listeners called me and told me, you know, my nightmare is Shulchan Shabbat, the Shabbat table. And I asked, why? And he said this is the source of all our clashes, our fights, our arguments. I want my children to say the Vartorai, and they don't want to do that. I want them to eat polite, and they eat very wildly. I don't know what to do. You know what? I would give up for Shucham Shabbat. I don't want it. I don't need it. And this is very, very bad words coming out of his mouth, and we ask ourselves why, because, be honest, let's face it, many, many of our... Listeners or our society actually worth to avoid from sitting in Shulchan Shabbat. Now we're speaking about the Shulchan of the LeLa Seder. It's much worse than because it's longer, and we have a duty to LeSaper to speak to tell the story of Etziat Mitzrayim, and we must do that. We have an obligation to do that. And actually, this is the Principle of the entire holiday of Passover, Passover designated just for this goal to speak and call Hamar BeHarizei Meshubah. Chazal says that our sages say that as much as you can tell the long story of Yetziat Mitzrayim of Exodus, this is actually um, better and better. This is. Mitzvah min haufhar this is the best thing um that you can do, and it's not so simple for all of us. so what we can do um to fix it, and how we can be uh prepared to this uh uh Leila seder table. Um well dear listeners before we start as usually as usually I would like to tell you the ways that you can contact us and the basic way to contact us is by text message. You can send your text from right now uh to three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight or if you want to call in our phone number in the studio is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight that's seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Well we're talking about the Leila Seder table first of all first of any challenge that we have in our life, the point is to be prepared. If you have a test, you have an examination, and you want to make it, the first advice that you have to take is to learn the material very well before the test comes. It's so simple and it's so genius. Why? Because we all know that when I come prepared, I have the powers to handle the challenge. I have the powers even if I got some surprises on my way, but basically I'm prepared. And I think that the first thing we have to do as a parent is to take the haggadah and start learn the haggadah basically. I mean the simple concepts of the haggadah, to look at that to learn to know what kind of story I'm gonna tell my child in a Lela Seder table. I mean to learn some midrashim, some explanations of our sages of Chazal. To learn, maybe to prepare a special story for my kids. The Halakha says that, It means to prepare some candies, some sweet things to our children. Um, just for to keep them awake, they would, They wouldn't get getting sleep before we ending the story of Exodus of the At Mitzrayim. Well, it's mean that when I come prepared, I have the great chances to overcome, to do that, to make it better and better. Now, besides this simple advice to be prepared, I think that we need to do one more thing. And what is the one more thing we have to do? We have to be concerned about the atmosphere in the couple days before Passover's come. I mean, you know that each, every single thing in our life needs a preparation. We have to be ready. Do you know there There are some people when Shabbat is coming, a few minutes before Shabbat is getting in, before the Shikiah, the sunset, they suddenly remind, oh, I have to uh, 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 um, brush my... Uh, my shoes, I have to, to, to wire on my shirt, and there is so many pressure in the house. And then Shabbat is coming, and people say, oh, now Shabbat, and, and everything is getting, you know, it's going very hurry, and they don't come, and they not relax, and how they say, kala, it's all under a pressure, and then they getting into Shulchan Shabbat, into the Shabbat table, and they're exhausted. Oh, no. Because you didn't get into Shabbat prepared. We all know the difference between someone who prepared all these busy things before Shabbat. On Thursday... All the uh, the cooks are already uh, prepared. The table already set. Everything is just fine. On Friday morning, they can sleep. They can take a rest because Shabbat is already prepared. And actually, the preparation makes the difference. So start to create nice, Atmosphere in your home before Shabbat is coming, before Lelaceder Seder is coming. I know we have to clean the house, we have to make Bedikat Chametz, we have to do uh, Biur Chametz. People is very very hurry. I know it's a part, it's an integral part of the atmosphere of Erev Pesach, but it has to do. It has to be. technical pressure not mental pressure when I do things very quick doesn't mean that I'm in pressure doesn't mean that I'm nervous I can stay calm and still do my obligations very quick that's great this is part of the atmosphere of erev Pesach. The children have to internalize that erev Pesach, the day before Pesach, is not so calm day. It's not so people have to get to hurry up. They have many things to do: mechirat chametz to sell their chametz and to make biur chametz and bedikat chametz. That's this is just fine, but it has to be. Uh, practical pressure, technical pressure, not something that's coming from your insight. Um, And it's obviously it's going like that in every field in our life. If you want to do something, if you want to make it, you have to be prepared. Uh, So, dear listeners, um, this is the first uh, advice that we have to take Uh, A moment before Passover is coming, Be'ezot HaShem, on this Shabbat, it's going to be Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And Bezvat HaShem, we have many, many things to talk about, um, this uh, Chag, this Passover, uh, when we try to illuminate the angle of the education, the way we manage our home at this fancy time that actually... Coming up, a phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. That's for the text messages. If you want to call in, our phone number, 718-683-5858. Um, today, I would like to give an attention to few um uh, Topics that raised up in the last week, and I think that we have to dedicate um, a few minutes for that because it 's very very important to us to know and uh, to learn um, how we can uh, we can make uh, uh, to learn these topics because it 's very very important to us so right now we are going to a small musical break and stay with us with many many topics ahead for <music>
1: The whole shine, the whole shine, the whole sea The whole the the
0: listeners Baruch Hashem Um, the technical issue was fixed and we're here with you Um, people ask me to speak a little bit uh, to give an attention about teenagers we all know that even if we have some issues with the kids we can handle it as long as they are small but at the moment, they become um, they become a teenager. Then the issue is getting bigger and bigger, and it's a little bit difficult for parents to handle it. And we can find that uh, very common um, effect that kids want to leave the house, to leave the parents. I know what is good for me, don't tell me what to do, don't, don't tell me what to wear, don't tell me what to eat. I know what I want, and I'm smart enough to manage myself. And actually the parents are helpless, and they don't, don't, don't know what to do. So I would like to say a few words to give an attention about teenagers, and I want to remind you that, you can keep and send us your text. We already received a few, and I'm inviting you to send us your text messages at these topics: three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Well, we know that the basic power in our soul, and we spoke about it already in uh, a few of my lectures. We spoke about the basic power. The dominant power in our soul that is the will to be independent, to the, 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 the inspire for, for freedom. I want to do, to make my decisions. And we know that the Pesach, it's actually the Chag, the holiday of the freedom that we were slaves in Mitzrayim, in Egypt, and Hashem released us and led us into the Holy Land. So the yetzia me'avdut le'cherut, Chazal says, this is the power of Pesach. And teenagers, inspiring for freedom, they wanted freedom. Don't tell me what to do. And unfortunately, many, many parents try to break them down, to tell the children, no, you don't understand what's good for you. Because you and en- still young enough. You're not older enough to know what is the best thing for you. I know what's good to you. And they get into many, many clashes and arguments. They try to prove their children that they don't know, they don't really know what is good for them. I know what is good for you because I am older than you. Well, dear parents, I'm not going to argue into an argument at the fact. This is simply truth that you as a parent know much better than your children what is the best way to go in on. No doubt fifteen years old don't really understand what's good for him. That's right. And who like us, like the parents, want the ungood of our children? We want the best for our children obviously there is no doubt that you are smarter than them that you are older than them and you know what is the best thing for your children, there is no doubt but what I disagree is the way how we can reach this goal you want to influence your child you want to impact your child's thoughts I just want to tell you what is the way to reach this goal. And why is the basic power, the inspiring from freedom for freedom, so, so strong in children, especially in children, in any one of us, but especially in children and especially in teenagers? You know why? Because Hashem created. The human being just for one to to get one goal, and the goal is I want you to make good decisions in your life. And the Torah says, "Re'e, natati lefanecha hayom et ha'chaim ve'et hatov et hamavet ve'et hara uva'char ta'bachaim," which means. Look, I actually put in front of you the life and the death, the good things and the bad things. And I demand you, I want you to pick up the life choice, the choice of life. Uvacharta b'chayim. And the basic question actually popping up why Hashem says, Uvacharta b'chaim," He should say, Uvacharta batov." I want you to pick up the good things. To make good deeds in your own life. No. Hashem. Uvacharta b'chaim." I want you to pick up the option of life. What does mean life? If we look around us, if we look into the world, we can see that Hashem didn't get a consultation from us to know how to create the world. He just made it. Because He is the smartest smartest of all. He is the master of the world. He has a goshly wisdom. No one can give Him a consultation. No one can give Him advice. He doesn't need advisors. So if we look around us, the world actually full with facts. The facts of the life. The nature rules like gravity. Hashem didn't ask any one of us if He wants the gravity to be or not. He just decided. He created it and that's it this is the fact Hashem didn't ask us before He created us if we want four hands or three hands or maybe one hand no He just created us with two hands just like He created the cows and the animals with four hands or four legs doesn't make a difference we all know that so Hashem didn't te- take our advice before He created the world. And we, ourselves, also just a little part of the entire creation. That's what Chazal says, Baal Korchacha ata Nolad Korchacha ata chay, Korchacha ata Met that means no one asked you before he created you and even if you have an objection nobody cares of it you have to burn you have to leave and you have to die even if you don't want to die no one asks you you are just a part of of the entire creation. Nobody asks you. And after all you have to be in judge for all your deeds in this world. So nobody really asks you. But, as long as your behavior is just naturally behavior, Someone drives you crazy, so you're getting crazy. Someone pleasant you, so you have a pleasure. Someone makes you nervous, so you got nervous. That's the life, you, that's the way you live the life. That's what the Chazan Ish says, It means, if you just let yourself to flow by your nature and all your characters, all your me out When a bad me are raising up, okay, that's fine. He got me nervous. What do you want? So I'm nervous. He driving me crazy, so I'm getting crazy. Someone annoying me, so I just bothered. I don't even try to my characters to fix my negative characters I don't even try it I just live natural so in the matter in fact I'm not alive I'm not living my life I'm just flowing within the entire creation it seems that I'm not here I'm not part of it I'm not part of the game It's just al-kor ha You have to be alive even if you don't want. Nobody asks you. But this is not the goal of the life. The goal of the the life is to take control of our life. How we can take control? When we break our negative midot, When we break our negative characters. When we direct them at the right way. We know where to be angry and when to conquer our angry. We know where to be proud and where to be humble. We know that. When i acting in the opposite of my natural way, my natural instinct, want to do something, and I conquer myself, and I stop myself, and I avoid from bad things... That mean. I'm not part of the game. I'm not just a natural part of the world. No. I have my own life. I have my own control. I have my own decisions. Then you life. Then you live your life. That's why Hashem said, I want you to make a choice to be alive because... The very fact that you breathe doesn't say that you're really alive. <laughs> you know, I saw an adver- advertiser. Uh, I saw an advertisement of a uh, Audi car. You see the fancy car in the picture and the title of the very fact that you breathe doesn't say that you really live. Ha. We don't need a fancy car to live the life. Uvaharta <inaudible> Baha'im, each time you make a good decision that's standing in contrast with your natural middles, with your natural correctness, and you conquer your anger, your tava your own natural wills, you stop them, and you're acting as Hashem wants from you, then you start to live the life. Then I can call you that you are alive, Uvaharda, Baha'i. And this is the source of the basic will of our teenager, they want to live the life, they want the Feeling that I make the decision. I have my own life. I don't part of the game of family. I have my own decisions. I have my own opinions. I want to walk. I want to follow my knowledge. Not you. And in the basic, this is a positive power. We just have to learn how to navigate it. But basically, this is a great power to their future. So don't try to break it down. So the key question now is how we navigate our children to the best places without affecting the basic power of the wheel for freedom. Well, the answers uh, for this great question will be right after a small musical break. I want you to—I want to remind you—you you can keep and send us your text messages. Don't wait to the end of this radio show. Uh, send now. A phone number is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. I repeat, that's three four seven nine two seven eight three nine, eight. We're going to a small musical break. Stay with us. We'll be with the answer after a musical break. Go ahead. (laughs)
2: I am a man
0: Uh, Well, dear listeners, we're here back with you. And the last question we introduced was how can we navigate the strong will of our children, the inspiring for freedom? Teenager wants to do what he wants, what he understands is good for him, how we can handle it with it. Well, we have to know that Chazal defined the range of the age of Chinuch, Gil Chinuch. Gil Chinuch actually starting when a child born, and it's ending about a time that our affection, our influence on his mind, is getting weak. And actually, it's getting different from a child to a child. There is no a clear limitation that we say, now it's the end of the Gil chinuch, uh, uh, the range of, of the Chinuch. We cannot say, because it's getting different from, it's getting changed from one to another. But an average teenagers, when they're getting to 14 years old, maybe 15 years old, our impact on them very, very weak. So we cannot do much to make them better. But still there is one strong power that it's still in our hands all over their life. All over their life. Even if your child is 40 40 years old or 30 years old, you can still influence his soul. And the one tool, the the only tool called warmth and affection and appreciation. When someone expresses appreciation to another, he feels... He feels good with it. And he has a cheshek to prove to all around, look, I'm a positive personality. I'm a good man. Some people call it self-image or self-esteem. The way I see the world, the way I perceive the world... The way I think the world look at me, the same way I'm acting. If I think that my parents think about me, that I'm a stupid, I'm acting in a stupid way. If my boss, my boss in the job, I'm convinced that he'll look at me and he think about me that I'm very foolish. Most of chances that I will make the all mistakes precisely when he is standing next to me, because the way I feel the society expecting for me to behave that's the way i'm acting that's the way I behave and this is very very important principle of the life never never, never think about your child negative thoughts. Even if he 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 don't let you to think positive thing about him, don't fall on this booby trap. And I tell you why. Let's say that you have ten years old boy and Purim is approaching and he wants to wear a costume of a girl he wear a wig, he wear a skirt, he wear some jewels, he looks just like a girl. And let's say that your neighbor come to visit, come for Mishlo Mishloach Manot, and he says, oh, who is this girl? <laughs> and you laughing now, it's not a girl, this is Yossi, my son, 10 years old boy. And my neighbor say, what are you talking about? How can you tell me this is your Yossi? I can't believe that because I see in my eyes a girl. How you tell me this is a boy? And then I answer, my dear neighbor, you see a boy. I know this is, you see a girl. But I know this is my boy. You got the difference? We both look at him and we see a girl. That's right. And it seems to be the facts. But I have something that you're missing. I have the knowledge. I know this is my boy, not my girl. When I see my child acting so bully, so wildly, so unpolitely, and it's it's so constantly his baby behavior that suddenly I start to believe my child is a negative personality. No. No, I say no. Don't believe that. And then the parent says, but look at his behavior all over the day. He's a troublemaker. Look what he done. And I say, yes, you see a troublemaker. You have to tell to yourself. You have to think about it. And repeatedly say this sentence to yourself. I see a bully kid. But I know... This is a costume. He's just wearing a wig and a skirt and jewels and he looks like a girl. He looks like a bully kid. But I know this is just a costume. It's a something that he hide behind this cover. But his real personality is positive personality. And if he acting wildly, perhaps he has his good reasons for that. Maybe he's suffering from something. Maybe he lack warmth and affection. One of the common triggers. One of the common triggers for bad behavior, for wildly behavior. Maybe there is violent. Violence in the house that actually make him to hit his brothers to hit his friends in the class. We have to take all the thinking into an account, so even if I see a wildy boy, I have to see I have to say yes, I see that. But I know this is not him. This is not my real Yossi. So, teenagers, the only way to influence their mind is by making an atmosphere of warmth and affection and express feelings of you're acceptable just like as you are without any need to make any any change you are acceptable as you are and i really deeply appreciate you i know it's pretty hard to convince ourselves but we have to make a brainwash of that my child is a positive he's a positive is a positive and his negative behavior is just a costume. It's not him. It's not really him. Because I know him since he born, and he, when he was a little baby, he had not any any of his bad characters as today. And some parents say, "Don't, no, 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 no." I saw since he born that he going to be wild. I remember him. When he was two years old he was wild. No, you don't remember him, dear mommy. Because you throw these those that's why you raised him that way. Because you always expressed I believe that you wild, I believe that you wild wild. That's the way you saw him, that's the way you looked at him. And now when he behaved like that you have You have uh, complaints. No. It's not going to work. The key key to raise positive kids is to look at them as a positive personality. Very, very important to all of us. To look at our children as a positive personality. Um, well, the listeners, uh, now I would like to give an attention to one more um, very important topic that I've been asked uh, many times recently. And I want to say a few words about the issues of ADHD. Um You know that some to, to, in our days uh, there was a, re- a research here in Israel that you know up to more than eighty percent of kids in school actually uh, visit, visited already uh, they saw a psychologist and they had some issues. And let's face it. It's unnormal. And you know um, that, it, that that it's unnormal, okay? Because in one generation before, we didn't see so, so many issues of ADHD. If you go to neurologist today, 70% that he will diagnose you as suffering from ADHD. He just asks you a few questions and if you know to give him the right answer that he wants to, to hear, <laughs> you, get, you get a pill, you get a medication. And it's an unnormal uh, reality that we actually live in. So I would like to say a few words about it. I personally know that many, many of ADHD issues was triggered by lack of feeling of warmth and affection in childhood. And I can take the responsibility on my words. Many, many, many percent of who is suffering from ADHD It's not a pure lack. It's not a pure problem, cognitive problem. No, not at all. It's because of the lack of warmth and affection in the house. Each one of us has a great need to feel that I be loved, that someone is appreciating me, that someone likes me, There is one corner in in the world that I am acceptable just like as I am. Each one of us is is inspiring for one place that I am acceptable just like as I am without any demands to make any change. You can ask some people, Some couples, when they live in peace, in real peace, ask them, how was the feeling to come home after the work day? He says, oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. I know it sounds like a legend. But you have to know that there are some homes that couples live in peace and they feel here In my home, I am acceptable just like as I am. Nobody asks me, nobody demands me to make any change. And then I have the most chashek, the most desire to make my best, to do the best that I can, to give my wife the best that I can give her, just because she trusts me, she appreciates me, that's it. She has no any comments. So this great need, uh, we know that it exists in any one of us, and we need it. And someone who lacks this great need is really suffering. You know, if someone's suffering from a bad marriage and a bad relationship with his boss and friends at work and a bad relationship with his society, with his friends in the shul, he feels alone in the world. That's why the concept of the tefillah, the davening, it's so, so, so important in our life because when you raise a child with the power of the tefillah. even if the entire world turns back to him, he have Hashem, he have the Hakadosh Baruch, Hu. he have one corner in a world, the master of the world accepting me just like as I am. The only duty of mine is to make one little step forward. That's it. Not more than it. And I say it again and again and again. The only demand of Hashem from us is to make one step ahead. You know, the Navi says that in the days of Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, the Pasuk says, then when Mashiach comes, you will see the difference between Tzadik to Rasha and between Oved Elokim, someone who serves Hashem to someone who didn't do it. And Hazal asked, if you say, Ben Tzadik it's the same thing, Ben Elokim L'Asher It's the same things. The Rabbi Yosef Yosel Horowitz explained that the explanation of it, it's going like that. Ben The method of our school systems our education system works, you know, at the way that, or you are Reb Chaim Kanievsky, or you are just an evil like Yeruv of and There is no any middle. No middle. Or that you're Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and school actually make many, many pressure I want you to learn more and more and learn Mishnayah by heart and make a lot of examination and tons of homework. I want you to be the greatest al-Mitrochem in the world. And if you cannot handle it, if you cannot stay on it, so you're worthless. You are nothing. There is no middle. And this is so sad mistake. The mistake is because we are not really understand what, what Hashem demands us. Hashem doesn't want you to be Reb Chaim Kanievski. If you can do it, okay. So go ahead. He has no any objection for that, but He doesn't demand you. And Hashem also don't let you to be Rasha like your of Am-Menevat. Hashem demands you only one thing. I want you to make one Step forward. I can't learn all over the day. I can't learn to write. It's too, it's hard to me. Okay. But tell me, 10 minutes a day, are you able to learn constantly? 10 minutes a day, 8 minutes a day, 5 minutes a day, you can do it? So I demand you to do it. Not more than that. If you're able to learn five minutes a day, don't try even to learn six minutes a day. No. Only five. This is your duty. That's it. To do what you can in a simple effort. Don't take it so difficult. The very little thing that you can do, you have to do that's what the sabaminovardak explains veshvetem ureitem then you look and you will see that there is many 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 levels between sadik and Rasha. veshvetem ureitem men sadik le rashah benoved La'asher la shel loavado it means you will see there are many, many, many levels between the edge of Tadiq and the opposite of Russia. There is many levels. You can do something, you can try something. Just do the best that you can. Just do something. That's it. So if someone asks himself, Oh, come on, how can I create the Positive atmosphere in my home. Do you know what's going on in my home? I say, okay, you cannot do that. But you can create five minutes of good atmosphere to your children. You can overcome all, overcome all your difficulties. To make five minutes of good atmosphere in the relationship between you and your wife, are you able... You're not able? Three minutes. What about three minutes? What about two minutes? You can do that? That's what Hashem asks from you. Start with that. Don't be afraid that you're getting used to that, and then Hashem will demand five more minutes. No! This is Atata Yetzir. That's what yetzer Yetzirah tells you. To disappoint you. To make you exhausted. That's what he wants. He wants you to not make the first step. You can behave in a nicely way to your children 5 minutes a day. So you obliged to do that. You committed for that only 5 minutes, that's it. And if you do it, you see great change. I know personally about many, many cases of ADHD kids, when parents start with five minutes of warmth and affection to the certain child, he lose all his issues. It just became health. I wish you luck with it. A phone number for text messages three four seven 927-8398, 347-927-8398. Nine two seven eight three nine eight, three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. We are going to a small musical break, and then we have a full thirty minutes to give you the answers on all of your questions. Blessed Hashem, stay with us. with you, your listeners, and with your questions. Um, I agree 200% with what you're saying, but how about a husband who doesn't understand this? Uh, This text actually received when I spoke about the inspiring of teenager for freedom. And I explained that the only way to navigate uh, their will to be in freedom is by warmth and affection, because they are already out of the range of Chinuch, out of Gil Chinuch. And the only thing, the only ability that we have is to appreciate them and without expectation... And then, because of the very fact that I accept my child as he is, so he wants to prove his positive behavior, and then he have an interest to improve himself. But what you can do if your husband doesn't really understand it, or there are some cases, it's opposite. Mother doesn't, uh, doesn't understand this. Actually, we have to get deep down to know what is the source of the misunderstanding of your husband. The basic perception of the world says that if I want to make some change, I have to take in control. Let's say that I want to renovate my house... I have to acting. I have to initiate some action to break walls, to build different walls, to uh, install some pipes, new pipes, because I want to renovate my house. If I want to improve my car, I want to... uh, um, trade it, I have to sell it, and to buy a new one. I have to initiate some action, very brutal actions, because I want to make a difference. And we're not noticed that our life actually divided by two parts. We have the, physic, the physics parts of the world, the material part of the world, and we have this spirituality part of the life, of the world. And we're making confused. We copy the way we're acting in the material world into the spiritual world. And it doesn't work. Because in the spiritual world, when you want to make a change... You have to choose the opposite way as a material way. I mean, if I want to influence someone, I want to convince you to listen to me, okay? To my radio show. For the example, I'm sitting here in the studio, talking to the phone, and I want to make you listening to me with full attention. What do you suggest to me to do? Maybe I have to force you to send some people to threaten you with a gun and tell you, Now, don't move. Don't do anything. Don't wash the dishes. Don't fold the laundering. Don't do anything. I wanted to listen to the radio show of our air <laughs> What do you say? All the listeners will pay attention? It's not the way. You're gonna you're going to develop a great hating to my radio show. So what is the way? Just trust you. Just believe that even if I sit in a little in a small room here in Israel talking to the phone, I just have to trust you. That you're listening to me. In Brooklyn, in Muncie, all over the world by the internet. I just have to trust you. And when I trust you, I'm expressing my feelings all over the world. It's transatlantic, it's worldwide. Because the feeling the feelings has no any limitation, has no any barrier can stop them. And as much as I have feelings of trusting you, I know you people, you guys listening to me. I have no any other way. I'm not going to uh, establish a a dedicated group just to follow you to see if you're listening to me or not. No, it's not a way. So we we have to make the difference between the the method that we're working in the physically world to the spirituality field. The spiritual field, the only way to... uh, uh, to influence you is by stimulating you by trusting you by appreciating you by not insult you now when i coming to raising children and i see something that it's really bothering me in my son's behavior and i want him to make a change right here and right now the instant solution that I have, it's a brutal involving. To take his hand and tell him, no, I don't want you to do like this. I want you to do this. I don't want you to acting so. I want you to act so. This is not the way. In a matter of fact, you just want to influence his soul. To control his body is not a big deal. You want to influence his will, his inner world, his scales of values. You want to influence him. It doesn't work at the same method like to renovate your house. Don't even try to break walls and install pipes wherever you want. It's not going to work. This is a total different system. The system of the source works based only on stimulation, appreciation, trusting. That's it. So your husband, he doesn't accept the idea of warmth and affection and trusting because how it's going to affect my child? How am I supposed to influence his bad behavior by trusting It's something mystical? How it's going to influence his mind? He doesn't believe because maybe he doesn't know how things work. But when you really understand, when you really understand, when your husband will understand it, that's the way things working in in the spiritual field then there is a chance he will agree to change his behavior so try to let him listen to lectures or maybe go to a consultation or something like that I don't know really apologize, but this is the maximum I can give you through a radio show. Now we're going to one more text message, and it's really touching. Look what he writes, or she writes. I was a very bad boy, he writes. I was a very bad boy, till one Rebbe became my best friend. He showed love to me. And I loved him. He got me back to act like a Jew. Now you really believe me, dear listeners? That's the way things work. And the spiritual field? Only by appreciation, stimulation. And it's not standing in contrast to a discipline. And we already explained it many, many times. You can search it in my website, abraham barzilaicom slash ENG for the English website. Then you can listen to all our radio shows. We spoke a lot, a lot. Uh, One more text message. Now before we remind you, our phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. If you have questions about education, uh, that's three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Hi, my daughter is nine. She's very disorganized and irresponsible. How can I help her? Well, nine years old. It's very simple. We just have to take one field that we are going to demand. An order and, orga- and organized organization and responsible but not demand beside that anything. I mean, let's say that she's very disorganized. Open the clothes and tell her, you see this up uh, shelf? Let's put a focus only on this shelf. I want you no. to organize your stuff I want you to organize this shelf. I don't care about anything. I just want you to keep this shelf organized all over the week. In other words, you start training her. She needs a training. The same thing to responsibility. If she's nine years old, let her to learn that she lose things because she she's irresponsible. I mean you wake up late in the morning, what can I do? You lost uh, uh I don't know, you get a punishment for uh from your mora or something like this. I mean we call it uh uh consequences. If you didn't heard about this term I using this term many, many times in my lectures. It's called uh, consequences. I mean, I let my child to learn to experience the world as he is. I mean, when you was lazy and you missed the bus, and now you have to stand the half an hour under a rain by waiting to the next bus. Are you angry? Are you angry? On the bus, no, you're angry of yourself. why I was so lazy. Look, now I have to stand thirty minutes under the rain, so we very quickly learned and understand it for the next time. It's better being more faster, do not last, do not lose the uh, the bus. The same thing, just try to find consequences she was a lazy she didn't take the responsibility to eat on time or to getting sleep on time there is results you didn't come to supper so you lost the dessert or something like this i don't know look this is a very short word but i cannot open this topic it's very very deep and huge you can find on my website under the title of radio show now the listeners uh, phone number for texting three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight before we're going to the last musical break of this radio show I would like to uh, make an announcement uh, we have a whatsapp group questions and answers all over the all over the week many many tips um, if you want uh, to register yourself to our WhatsApp uh, parenting group. Uh, you can reach Mrs. Gila. Uh, Gila's, number, uh, Gila's number is 347-475-5353. 347-475-5353. Um, also, we have an announcement at Bezvatoshem. We open a special course in Israel. Uh, it's parenting course. Um, it's actually we're making a qualify uh, to uh, uh, educational cons- consultation or something like this. If you want to learn and you have uh, relatives here in Israel, tell them. Uh, we have uh, studies in Bnei Brak City, in Jerusalem City. And in the south it's in Rehovot City. So if you're interested to know some details about that, you can send me an email, Abrahameducation at gmail.com. AbrahamEducation at gmail at gmail.com. Um, now a phone number for your text, three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. We're going to a small musical break and we'll be right back with the rest of your questions. Stay with us. What we are about to hear is from the brand new Miami album, Ut Ut. Yes, dear listeners, we're here back with you with the last uh, text message. Hi, I have an 11-year-old boy who wants to go to sleepaway camp in the summer, but I don't feel comfortable about it. Most of his friends and classmaster are going, and I know he might benefit from it, but I'm not sure. Well, the question is not if he is going to benefit from it or not. I think that the question is uh, your worries. You're concerned about him, and it's really natural. Well, he is 7 years old, and your question is actually is very, very individual, individual, and it's it's really, really uh, hard to me to give you the answer. But as I uh, usually say. In the general lines, I think that uh, if you can trust him and you can trust his class master and the responsible of uh, the management, I think you have to let him go. Of course, under the condition that he has a great society and good friends, it's not, there is no any spiritual danger. Uh, but if you feel that you cannot do it, I don't know, maybe we can have to speak in private. Uh, well, the listeners, uh, our radio show is about um, to its end, so um, I would like to give you my phone number. You can call me every night between 10 p.m. through 12 midnight Israel time, and the same number for someone who wants to register to uh, my course here in Israel to your relatives. Uh, my phone number is nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four. I repeat. 917-8094-944. Um, our website is abraham barzilaicom If you would like to invite me uh, to give a series of lectures or Shabbaton weekend in your community, you can do it at the same number, 917 94944. I really enjoyed to be with you in this radio show in Bezrat Hashem. We'll be on the radio in the next week at the same hour, same time. And till then, uh, be well, and keep listening to J. Root Radio. Thank you, my dear listeners.